Well, I was here in 99. That's not, that's 20 years. 98? 92, 92, yeah. Wow. Crazy. To see kids born and raised and then all of a sudden, you know, they're leaving and going to college and stuff. It's just very, very surreal. Amen? I mean, we don't get any older at all. We look exactly the same as we did 20 years ago. Parts of us, at least. And Amen. Well, we're talking about faith. Amen? Faith, 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 faith. What are you believing God for? What's your faith project? And fear and terror strikes the congregation. Amen? We believe that we've received eyesight. 2020 vision. 2010 vision. 2010 and 2020. Well, 2010 and 2019. Amen? I'm going to get a t-shirt with that. That'll be good. What do you believe in God for? What are you using your faith on right now? You need a job? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) It's another talk for another time. Am I believing God for a job? (laughs) Did I not know that that's what I'm doing? Is I'm believing God for a job? (laughs) You're believing God for a job. For someone. Amen. Who else? What do you believe in God for? Yes, sir. For a job. Better job. Amen. Who else? You're believing God for deliverance. Not for you. Unspoken. You're believing God for your kiddos to come home. Amen? That's a good, that's good. What else? What are you believing God for? What are you using your faith on? Come on. Sandy. Healing from my wrist and hand. Amen. Amen. Are you just scared to say it? It's personal. That's like the unspoken prayer request. You ever been in the prayer circle and it's, who's got a prayer request? It's unspoken. Okay, it's unspoken. Your faith, it is the spiritual energy that keeps us connected to God. If I'm not using my faith on a daily basis, then I'm not growing in any area. I am just standing still. Does that make sense? When I am using my faith, it is giving me a spiritual energy which is helping me grow. It is exercise for my spirit man. Amen? Amen? When we got saved, we all got a portion of faith. Right? We got saved by faith through grace. Amen? Thank the Lord for that. We believed. We got saved. And we got a measure of faith. And that measure of faith is what God gave us so that we would survive in the world that we live in. It's like God gave gills to a fish and wings to a bird so that they would know how to adapt and how to live in their environment. To the believer, he gave us faith. Faith and love are one of the two things you're going to take with you into the next life. Everything else is going to stay here. If you believe God for a new car, guess what? That new car's not going. Amen? Your faith, we are going to take with you because it is an eternal thing. Because it came from God. See, we don't even use our faith. God was so good, he gave us a measure of his faith. He said, Jack, I'm going to spot you some earnest money on this deal. Does everybody know what earnest money is? 
You're going to go by, you're going to buy a house. You don't have the whole down payment, but you put down some earnest money. You're saying, I am more than just interested in buying this house. I'm going to put down some earnest money, and that's a promissory of the whole that's about to come. Amen? So when we use our faith, it is creating an energy that's helping our spirit man to grow so that we can believe God for more and for more and for more. And this is also important too. Faith is always progressive. There was a time in my life when I first started using my faith, and I'm just going to talk about material things, but we can talk about healing too, okay? But there are times when I started believing God, anybody knows my testimony, I had to believe God for a $20 inspection sticker for my vehicle. That's where my faith level was. Lord, I have to believe you for this car. A, I've got to believe you for the $20, and I've got to believe you for this car to pass the inspection. Because this is when they just brought in all of the, the emissions testing and all that kind of stuff. And I thought, this is a very old vehicle. I don't believe it's going to pass. And so I used my faith. I did the steps of faith. I believed God. I went, did the test, and it passed in faith. Praise God. You know, I've never had to believe God again for another $20 inspection sticker. I've never had to believe God for another $20 inspection sticker. The next thing I had to believe God for was money to go on a missions trip to Mexico. That was about $130. Did the same steps of faith. Okay, Lord, I'm going to sow. I'm going to find somebody else that's going on the trip. I'm going to sow into them. I don't have enough to pay for mine, but I'm going to sow into them. And in sowing into them, I believe God and I reaped my entire trip to go to Mexico. Do you know I've never had to believe God for another $130 to go to Mexico? I have it. Then after that, I had to believe God to go to Israel. That was $1,200. Well, if he's the God of the $20 inspection sticker, and he's the God of the $130 Mexico trip, then surely he's the God of the $2,000 trip to Israel. I mean, it is his hometown. You know, it's not like I'm going to Disneyland. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to Disneyland. I'm going to his hometown. So guess what? Michelle and I, we believed God. Did you have your whole trip to Israel paid for? Did someone put something in your box at school and it was paid for or something like that? I did have my trip for Israel paid for, but that was Africa. The, 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 I got a cashier check for Africa. Remittance God was the, the title on that box. Right. So we believed God to go to Israel. We went to Israel. You know, we've never had to believe God again for the money to go to Israel. We have it. Now we need to believe God to go to Africa. Well, guess what? You're the God of the $20 inspection sticker. You're the God of the $130 Mexico trip. You're the God of the $2,000 Israel trip. And now you're the God of the $6,000 Africa. You know, I've never had to believe God again for $6,000 to go to Africa. Then we got married. She had to believe God for a wedding ring. I'm just saying, our faith, what we're believing for, we should be progressing. If I am still believing for the same $100 every month to pay my rent and I'm doing it for years, there's a problem. Come on. We should be growing. Okay, let me ask you this. How many of you are doing better this time today than you are this time last year? Amen? You're doing better. 
Why? Because when you walk with God, when you walk with the spirit of faith, when you walk in victory, which faith is the victory, your life should be getting better. That's how you know that it's working. There is such a misconception that when I get born again or when I get saved, you know, just give me just enough, Lord, just to hang on. You know, the God of just enough. And I appreciate there was a time when there was not enough. So to get to the place where there's just enough, that can be kind of comforting sometimes. But where God wants to get you tonight is he wants us to be in the land of more than enough. Amen. There is a land. Say there is a land land. of of more than enough for me. There is a place of abundance that he wants us to be in. Amen. And what we're going to talk about tonight are opening the doors of faith. Amen. Amen? Opening the doors of faith. Revelations chapter 3, verse 20. Let's just pray for a second. Yes, it's come to that. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Lord, we just worship you right now. Lord, we just stop, we look, we listen. We're waiting to hear the voice of God. Lord, we just thank you for your anointing right now in this room to preach and to to teach. Lord, I plead the blood of Jesus over every person in this room. I take authority over every assignment and every attack of the enemy against us. I thank you, Father, that there is energy and life in this room. And I thank you, Lord, for your anointing right now, Father, to preach, to teach, to do whatever it is you want us to do. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen? Amen. Revelation. Book of Revelation, chapter 3. Anybody like the book of Revelation? I do. I do, I do, I do. Revelation 3.20. It says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if anyone hears and listens to and heeds my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and I will eat with him and he will eat with me me. So, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And he who listens to me and believes me opens the door and lets me in. If I was God and I built the human heart, I would have put the handle to get in on the outside so that Jesus could just come into my life, grab that door and open it up. But God didn't make us like that. God made us with a handle on the inside of our hearts. See, your heart only opens one way. It only opens from the inside. That's why everybody's not saved today, folks. If it's God's will for all men to be saved and God wanted to get everybody saved, he would have just put the handle on the outside of each one of our hearts where all he had to do was just open it and come in. But it's not like that. He loved us so much that he put the handle on the inside of our hearts So that we, by our own free will and our own choice, would open the door and let him in. Amen? Amen? Grace, grace is I stand at the door and knock and speak. Faith is me opening the door. See, right now in this room, God's knocking. He's knocking for different reasons to different people. Everything you need, he's knocking. And if we will listen to his voice, and if we will open the door, then he will come in. 
See, your faith, I like the way that uh, Smith Wigglesworth says it, faith is the open door through which the Lord comes. Your faith opens the door to the supernatural in the unseen world. It's your faith. Everything that you need. Anybody believe in God for a car? See, and I asked who had a faith project. Jeannie saying, I'm going to talk to you after service. No, I'm kidding. If you're believing God for a car right now, amen? Where was I going with that? It was going to be really good, but I got sidetracked on you because your hand went up so fast. Faith is the open door. Okay, so you were believing God for a car, right? All right. Do you see the car? Yes, I know. You see it. Where is it? It's at CarMax. It's at CarMax. (laughs) Okay. So how do I get you from here to CarMax to get that car? You need a ride. (laughs) Just kidding. Faith opens the door and brings that car from CarMax, from the unseen, into the scene. It's got to drive through that door of faith to get to you. Your faith opens the door for whatever it is that you're believing for. Amen? That's opening the door. And what I hope we have time to get into tonight is I want to talk about how do you open the door? Don't you want to know that? Have you ever tried to answer your phone? If you have an iPhone and you have a little something on your fingers and someone calls and it's calling and because you have something on your fingers, you can't get it to answer because you've got this stuff and you just finally just throw the phone down because you're so frustrated. That's how we do with faith sometimes. It's like we know that God, we know the promises of God, right? We know it's God's will for us to be blessed. Yes, we know it. We see it in the scriptures. Even better, we're seeing other people get blessed. So we know it works. But it seems like every time I get the knock at the door, I can't get to, I don't know how to open the door. Where's the handle? I don't know how to open it. I don't know what I'm, I don't know how to do that part. So that's what I want to talk about tonight. How do I open that door of faith? Amen. How do I bring something from the unseen into the seen? It's only going to be done by faith. Amen. Your faith is the most precious thing that's in this room right now. It's your faith. It is a precious, wonderful thing. It's more valuable than gold. If someone says, I'll give you a million dollars or faith, take faith. Because with faith, you can get billions of dollars. With faith, you can do any and everything that God's called you to do. That money will be gone just like that. So, behold, I stand at the door and knock. So why, and I just wondered this, why doesn't God just open the door to our hearts and just come in? Why don't he just do it? Because it doesn't take any faith. It's him doing it. Amen? When we use our faith, like when we got born again, it had to be our choice. God does not force himself on anybody. Amen? God does not force himself on anybody. God loves us so much that he allows us to use our free will. He gave us a free will. It's up to me. How many of you sat through service after service of God knocking at the door of your heart and you didn't respond? How many of us? Service after service after service after service. Just knocking, just waiting so patiently. And then one day, we believed and we opened the door 
and he came into our hearts, and he's never left. Amen? Amen? But it was entirely up to us. It was up to my free will as to whether I allowed him to come into my heart or not, and if I received him or not. Everything you will ever need is already here. Oh, say hallelujah for that. Everything that you will ever need is already here. It doesn't have to be made. It doesn't have to be shipped in. We don't have to go to Costco or Walmart to go get it. It's not at Amazon Prime waiting for you to be picked up for delivery. It's already here. Any and everything that we are ever going to need is already here. All we have to do is open the door of faith to where it is and bring it through. Now, some things take longer than others. Amen? For those of you that are believing for healing, healing is instant. Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome? Sandy, your arm's healed in Jesus' name. Amen? Robin, your foot is healed in Jesus' name. Amen? It's already healed. I'm not waiting to be healed. Faith, healing is, I think, what Tracy said. Healing is, is it's... It's a fact. It's not even a promise. It's, it's, it's given. It's part of the covenant. It's already, in the, it's already in the paperwork. Amen. When you got saved, we got prosperity and we got healing. It's already in there. It's not an add-on that we have to have. All I have to do is believe. Amen. Say believe. believe. Say I believe. I, believe. I, receive. I receive. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. And we receive healing. Amen. We receive healing right now into your foot. Amen. Amen. Great report tomorrow with the doctor. Everything's fine. No more pain medications. You're going to recover weeks faster than what they said you were going to. You're not going to have the complications that they tried to tell you you were going to have. And it's just healed in Jesus' name. Amen? Just receive that. Just walk in that. I believe that in Jesus' name. Amen? I believe that in Jesus' name. So faith is the open door through which we walk through. So if I need healing... I just open the door of faith and say, I received my healing. I've already received it. I'm not waiting to be healed. I'm not wanting to be healed. I am healed. Amen. I'm healed 2,000 years ago by the stripes of Jesus Amen. of what happened on the cross at Calvary. Amen? Amen. Now, you're going to get excited about this soon. Okay? When you find out that everything you're ever going to need, you already have. And you're not waiting for something to happen. You're not wishing for something to happen. You're not hoping for something to happen. And that in your lap right now, if you have a Bible, you have all the ammunition and all the seeds you're ever going to need. How exciting is that? You can go to Walmart and get a $2 Bible. Paperback Bible. And you are armed with an atomic bomb to change the world. If you'll apply it and use it in your life. Amen? So, in Matthew chapter 15. Matthew chapter 15. It's the woman, some, one translation is the Syrophoenician woman. Uh, I believe another that just calls her a woman from Canaan. But in Matthew chapter 15, verses 21 to 28... And it says, in going away from there, Jesus withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman who was a Canaanite. Does everybody know that Canaanites were not one of the 12 tribes of Israel? We all understand that? 
Matter of fact, Canaanite was not a good name back in the day. That didn't mean you were, you were not from a good place. And behold, a woman who was a Canaanite from that district came out and with a loud, troublesome, urgent cry begged, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is miserably and distressingly, cruelly possessed by a demon. But he did not answer her a word, and his disciples came and implored him, saying, Send her away, for she is crying out after us. And he answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came kneeling and worshiping him, then kept praying, Lord, help me. And he answered, It is not right, proper, becoming, or fair to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. She said, yes, Lord, even the little pups, the little whelps, eat the crumbs that fall from their young master's table. Then Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you wish. And her daughter was cured from that moment on. So, number one, why would the woman seek Jesus out? Because she what? She heard. She heard. There was a knock. She heard about this man, Jesus. And because she heard about him, see, this woman, there's two things going on here. Number one, I want you to notice that Jesus said, it's not right for me to give the children's bread to the little dogs. Who are God's children? What's his bread? What's his bread in this context? What did she need? Healing. Healing is for God's children. How many of God's children are in the room tonight? The bread is for us. The bread of healing and deliverance is for us today. It's for you and it's for me. This Canaanite woman had to do not just one hoop, she had to do two. She was so far outside of the covenant that she had to first get Jesus to even listen to her. Before she could even get to the bread, she had to get past the fact that she was on the outside of the covenant looking in. She had no legal right to go to Jesus. She had no leg to stand on. She had nothing except a mother. What mother in here wouldn't do that for their child? What father in this room would not do that for their child? Knowing that she had absolutely no place, no no leg to stand on, but yet she still went to Jesus and she asked on behalf of somebody else. Notice she didn't ask for her. You notice when you go to Jesus on behalf of somebody else, that work of an intercessor kicks in? The three times that Jesus uses the term great faith, it was because somebody went to him on behalf of someone else. When we go to Jesus, and like I said, I'm just trying to get a picture of this lady. A, and and I don't mean to be rude or crass, but let's just be honest. A woman's place even back then was even far worse than it is now. Culturally, it was even far worse. So she's having to break all kind of barriers. Look, I'm just trying to show you. Look how strong faith is. Faith was able to shorten the distance between her and her miracle. It broke through the religious barriers. It broke through 
the gender barriers. It broke through every single barrier and brought her face to face with her healer and her deliverer. And the Bible says she got what she desired. See, he knocked. He knocked. She listened. She heard. She acted on what she heard. She believed what he said. And when she believed it, she got manifestation. She opened that miracle. She opened the door. You see what I'm saying? We can open the door. We can open the door of faith of whatever it is that we're believing for. I'm not waiting on God to open the door. I get to open the door. I need to get to Jesus. And I'm inside the covenant. So how much more? Come on. See, I'm trying to eliminate all of our excuses. Because if she's the wrong girl on the wrong side of the tracks with the wrong story, with the wrong kid, with no husband, with this crazy demon-possessed kid, dragging her all over town, Jesus, you're going to have to do something with this girl because I've about had it. We've all been there, right? We've all been there. But she looked beyond. Her faith opened the door for healing and deliverance for her daughter. Amen. What will it do for us? We're in the covenant. We already know that that healing is bread for his children. We're his children. There are no excuses. We have whatever we believe. We can have it if we will act on it, if we will be bold and step out in faith and believe God. Amen. And believe God. So how do I open the door of faith? And this is in no particular order. But very simply, the first thing you have to do is you have to hear. Amen? No one of us, not one of us got saved in this room without someone telling us about Jesus. None of you can get saved without hearing about Jesus. How'd you hear about him? Was it a pastor? Was it a friend? Was it a parent? Huh? Did they tell you the salvation story? Huh? Did they tell you? Huh? And what happened when they told you? You listened. And when you listened, you acted. And when you acted, you said. Amen? So the first thing, the first thing, the first key to opening the door of faith is you've got to hear. Romans 10, 17 says, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. And I can belittle this point all night long. Okay, how many of you um, how many of you shop at Whole Foods? Go to Whole Foods. Have you ever found, you know, that they have like superfoods there? You know what a superfood is? Name me one of the superfoods. Blueberry. Blueberry. Kale is a superfood. What's another superfood? <laughs> Only McDonald's, Dad. Only McDonald's. What's the guy in the commercials on the internet? And he's like, I'm the guy with all the superfoods. And he's just hyper energy. And it's like, you just want to turn him off because you know he's on caffeine and it's not superfoods. But there are superfoods. There are foods that if you get this food into your body, it'll heal your immune system, your circulatory system. It'll fix this. It'll rub. It'll, everything you need is in this superfood. If you can just get these 10 superfoods, It will completely change your body. It can change your blood. It can change everything. 
The Bible is the superfood to the believer. It is the ultimate faith growing food. If you want faith to come, you've got to hear it, but you've got to hear it from the Word of God. Amen? I'm a big fan of, yes, you need, to have a, you need someone to preach it and teach it to you. Amen? We all do. We need to get it on our own. Amen? We need to be spending time every day in the Bible, in that superfood, pulling off the nutrients of what we need. If you need healing in your body, what scripture should you be looking at? Healing scriptures. If you're believing God for prosperity, what scripture should you be standing on? That's a superfood for whatever that is. If you're dealing with depression, what should you be looking for? Absolutely. There is something for everything that we are dealing with in our life right now. Everything. Every single thing. God God is smarter than us. He knew everything that we were going to need before he even put us in this world. And he went ahead and put everything in the word of God knowing that there's not one single thing that you and I deal with that he has not already made a way for us and made an escape. Amen? Amen? Now, some things do take longer than others. And if we have time, I'll get to that at the end. But first and foremost, the first key to open the door of faith is you have to hear the word of God. Amen? You have to hear it. You have to hear it every day. Say every day. Every day. day. We need to be spending time in the word of God. Amen? Listen to it, say it, meditate on it, rehearse it, talk it, preach it, sing it, hum it. I I miss Vincent. You know, Vincent and Jessica are on vacation this week. And uh, we have a kind of a quiet office, but Vincent's been on staff now for six months. And Vincent just walks through the office singing as loud as he possibly can. Praise you, Lord. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Lord. And Vincent sometimes forgets where he is. Sorry, Vincent. Love you, man. He's going to edit this. (laughs) But he just forgets where he is, and he just lets it out. Amen? We need to hear and hear and hear. It needs to be coming out of our mouths. It needs to be, we need to be praising. We need to stay in that constant state of fellowship with God. Amen? We need to stay connected to that superfood of his word. Number two, and two is two-part. First part is you must believe. You must believe. Mark 9, 23. Jesus said unto him, If thou can believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. First thing you got to do is you got to hear. The second thing you have to do is you have to believe. Um, I wrote these down, and if somebody wrote them down differently, when Pastor Tracy was here, do you remember the four things you wrote down for believe? Okay. If I got them wrong, I forget. These are four definitions of the word believe. They're short. Number one, believe means a loving trust. Amen? A loving trust. To believe means that there is a loving trust. Number two, to give yourself wholly up. When I say I believe, that means to give yourself wholly up. 
I believe. I give myself wholly up to what I believe. Number three, I like this one, to go right to him. To go right to him. Amen? I believe. I go right to him. And number four, an unqualified committal. An unqualified committal. When I say I believe, it is a loving trust. The second part of that, uh, it's the same one that would be like 2B, would be that we have to act. Believing and acting. In order for you to truly believe, you have to act on what you believe. You only do those things that you really believe. We say a lot of things that we say we believe, but we don't act on them. Amen? I can tell you I like broccoli all day long. But if I don't act on eating broccoli, I really don't believe that. I might think that broccoli is good for you and all the superfood nutrients that are in it, but I don't believe it's good for me. But how do you know, Jack? Because I don't eat it. If I believed it, I would eat it. Amen? So I have to act on what I believe. James 2.20. But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Verse 22. Do you see that faith was working together with his works and by works of faith were made perfect? This is so important in opening the door of faith is you have to act on what you believe. There has to be corresponding actions to whatever it is that you're believing for. Amen? If I'm believing God for a new car, what's my corresponding action? Well, she knows where the car is. She's gone on the website or gone to CarMax. She's looked at the car. She's found out how much that it cost. Amen? Possibly sown a seed towards the car or going to sow a seed towards the car that you're believing for. Amen. See, it's, it, we can say we believe and we wish and we hope till all the cows come home, but until I make an investment in it, it's just a wish. I'm just a hoping and a praying. Amen. If you really believe, if you really believe, then you will make a move towards that thing, irregardless of your circumstances, how much you have, how much you don't have. Amen? Faith is not about doing what you know. Faith is about getting outside of what you know and getting into a realm of what you don't know. You're going to have to do something. In order to get something you've never had, you're going to have to do something you've never done. Otherwise, you'd already have it. Because you've already done everything you know how to do. Well, why don't I have it? Because you're going to have you've got. Faith is not about just following some method and following this, this, this little pattern. It's about taking time to hear God and following what he says in Romans about Abraham, the footsteps of faith. There are steps of faith. There are steps to faith. And one of the most important is corresponding actions to what you believe. Amen? If I really, and I don't want to step on anybody's toes, but if I really believe that God is my source, then I tithe. If I really believe it. 
If I really believe that God is my financial source, then I trust him. And because I trust him, I tithe and I give offerings. Amen. If I really believe that God is my healer, then before I reach for the Advil, I stop and say, okay, Lord, I receive. Amen. Now, let's be honest. Advil is a whole lot easier. Isn't it? Yes, it is. It's easier. It's quick. It doesn't, I can just keep going in my day. It takes time. It takes faith to stop and to listen. To, to say Isaiah 53 over myself. Surely my griefs he bore and our sorrows he carried. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for my transgressions, bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement for my peace was upon him, and by his stripes I was healed. Jesus opened a door of healing that no devil or no man can shut. It cannot be shut. It is an open door of healing and blessing, and all I have to do is just believe and walk through it. Amen? Now, I have to say this, and we have to use common sense. Come on. If God's talking to us about our diet, if God's talking to us about our posture, if God's talking to us about, everybody sat up really straight when I said that. They were like, well, hey, Pastor Jack, yeah. (laughs) Everybody, all of a sudden, your shoulders all went back and up, and y'all were, hello. (laughs) But what if your headaches was so something as simple as how you sit in the bed and look at your phone? How you lay on the couch and watch television. Amen? What if it was something that simple? We'd have to stop and look and listen. I believe going to the chiropractor. Amen? Go get a good adjustment. Amen? Get everything put back in place. But, all right, going back to the steps of faith. So the first thing I have to do is I have to hear. Amen? Amen? And that's a big reason of why we have the church. That's why we come to church, so that we can hear. God didn't set it up where we can just go at home and get this all by ourselves with him. I'm going to talk about this on Sunday. I'm going to talk about the church and what it's about and what it's for and what its purpose is. I'm going to talk about that Sunday. You want to be here. There's a reason that we're all together tonight. There's a synergy and there's a power in this place and there's an accountability. See, you won't correct yourself. Will you? No, I'm just sitting there reading the Bible. Ooh, I'll just pass over that page. Ooh, no, I don't like that one either. God gave gifts to the church. Pastors, evangelists, amen? We won't correct ourselves. But when we come to church, you ever been corrected at church? By the word of God? Amen, that's why we come to church. He said, go and make disciples. Amen? Not home groups. Nothing wrong with a home group, but you need to be a part of a church. You need to be connected to a local body because that's where, this is what he died for was right here. Amen. Believe it or not, on a Tuesday night in Houston, Texas, at a hundred degree temperature, this is what he died for right here. The church, his body. Amen. And trying to get the blessing of God outside of the body It's like you're circumventing his system and still trying to get the blessing. Amen? 
But that's for Sunday, so don't repeat any of that because you're going to hear it again. Amen? So, number one, you have to hear. Number two, you have to believe, and part of believe is you have to act on what you believe. And then finally, on number three, you have to say. If you want to open the door of faith, the last thing you have to do is you have to build your faith in up, and you have to say. And your saying is the hand of the Spirit, and that's what opens the door. You are only going to confess those things that you truly believe. Amen? You're only going to say those things that you truly believe. And especially when we get under pressure. What is in us is going to come out of us. 2 Corinthians 4.13. It is written, I believed, therefore I have spoke. Since we have the same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak. Amen? Faith will also open doors for opportunity. Amen? Amen. There are doors of opportunity in your life right now, but they will only be opened by faith. I'll show you. I'm so glad you asked. We getting some out of this? Hallelujah. Acts 14.27. Acts 14.27. It says, upon arriving in Antioch, first church, say first church, Antioch. Isn't that amazing? Even in the book of Acts, they had a church. They called the church together and reported everything God had done through them and how he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles also. There is a door of faith for opportunity for each person in this room. There's a door of faith. God created you with a purpose and a plan. Each and every one of us is a vital part of the body. There's not one person in this room that God, that you were some sort of an accident or an extra part or a leftover. You were created with perfection in mind by the most purposeful being in the entire universe. You have a place in the body. Therefore, you have a destiny in the body. And all you have to do is you have to find out what is my door of opportunity that God wants me to walk through. Listen to me. The closer you get to your set place, the more prosperity you're going to have. The closer you get to what your purpose is, the more things are going to start showing up in your life. Conversely, the farther you get away from your set place, the less things you're going to have. Amen? Adam and Eve, did they have more before the fall or after? Good answer. Good answer. Before. They had a lot more before. Why? Because they were in their purpose. They were in their destiny. They were fulfilling their vision. And when they got away from that, the farther they got away from it, now they've got words like sweat and toil and thorns. Amen? Now look, it's up to you and God as to how much you want. It really is. It's really up to you and Him as to how much you want. I will say this. I've said it a hundred times. I'll say it again. God does not care what kind of car you drive. 
God doesn't care what kind of house you live in. God doesn't care what kind of dog you own. But what he does care is if you got it by faith. That's the only thing that matters. If you think that there are excesses in the body of Christ and that people shouldn't have this and people shouldn't have that, be really, really wise with that kind of thinking. Amen? Because you don't know what that person sowed and you don't know what that person gave and they might be living off of one-tenth of one percent of what they give to everybody. Amen? And it, you cannot give to God and Him not give back to you, folks. And why would we expect that to happen? Why do we get mad when somebody gets blessed? We're excited when they sow, not excited when they get blessed. That, that's just too much. That, that's just too much. I just don't think they should have that. Who the heck are we? I almost said it. That makes me mad. Amen? Hallelujah. So we have to believe, and I'll end with this, each and every one of us, some of these doors to remain open, we have to develop endurance. It's not just going to stay open one time. It is, this is a lifestyle of faith. It's through faith and patience that they inherited the promises. Amen? Each and every one of us needs to work on our endurance and our patience and our love for one another. That's what keeps the doors open of faith. Amen? Good job. Let's stand up. Say amen or say oh me or say oh my gosh or say something. You know, one day I'm going to have the camera behind me and I'm going to record all y'all's faces when I'm speaking. I'm going to play it back to you. Because some of you are like, I don't know what he's getting ready to do. But I'm about out of here. I'm kidding. You did good tonight. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for just healing right now. Father, we just continue to stand. Lord, there's an open door of healing right here and right now. It's here. I don't have to work anything up. I don't have to beg. We don't have to, to, to cry. The children's bread is here. So just by faith, take that bread. Eat it. Receive it. Wherever you need it applied, just receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Thank you, Lord, for the healing power of God. Thank you, Lord. 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 There's faith in this room right now. You're really pulling. There's belief. You believe. Thank you, Lord. There's faith right now. There's faith for healing in the room right now. Thank you, Lord. Father, we release it. We believe it. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. God bless you. We'll see you Sunday.